Welcome back to another episode of the Jasmine Star Show, a loving kick in the pants business podcast for entrepreneurs in all different industries and from a multitude of walks of life. I'm so happy you're here. In our last podcast episode, we discussed how to create social media content for your ideal client, including tips for identifying who you're speaking to and how to make your content feel tailor-made for them. So today I am sharing a coaching session I had with members of Social Curator workshopping this very topic with them. So if you listened to the last episode and you had questions, I bet this part two will answer them for you. Let's dive in. My name's Alicia and I am a wedding photographer over in the state of Maine. And I particularly cater towards really eccentric, quirky, fun, vibrant couples. And the one question that I really have is I just, one, I feel very overwhelmed with social media. I really want to make my content in a way that serves a purpose that isn't just like throwing something out. And I do realize that a lot of people like to see a lot of information about me, but I don't want it to be just me, but I also don't want it to be just work. So I'm kind of struggling with what my ideal clients would like to see. And yeah, like reels, I'm really weird. And (laughs) so I'm kind of stuck and lost and feel just basically very overwhelmed. So your ideal client, I'm going to make an assumption, but your ideal client is most likely a female who wants to get married and appreciates quirky uh, photography as well as raw talent. Is that a safe assumption? Correct. Okay. And so in your mind, uh, can I ask if you're married? If that's not too personal? No, it's not personal. I am married and I'm married to a female. Awesome. So when you were planning or thinking about those moments, did you hire a photographer? I did. And what was what some of the things that you that attracted you to your photographer? Uh, her personality, particularly. It wasn't necessarily her work, uh, which was very nice. Uh, it was mostly her. It was, she made me feel safe and comfortable, and I could be myself and my wife as well. We felt very safe. That was something we actually struggled with with uh, looking for vendors when we were getting married because we got married in 2014, and. Not everybody was inclusive then because gay marriage wasn't like it is now. And so she was just a rock star and I still adore her to this day. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that in such a real authentic place. Now, do you think your dream customer is wanting that safety, that inclusion, that being comfortable? Or do you think your dream client is looking for something else? There's not a right or wrong. It's just truly understanding both. So what, I'm sorry, what are the both? One is being comfortable. And then what is the other one? The other one, I think they're just kind of concerned with not like having their personality shine. I feel like they're just so concerned about looking awkward and stiff and like very uncomfortable in photos. And I try so hard not to have that. But <laughs> that that's a huge one that my clients come to me when they're expressing because I do have consults with them and talk to them before they even book with me. That's, that's crazy. It's, it's funny because it's comfortability, but in two different ways. It's comfortability with their photographer and then comfortability within themselves. And so if you know that your dream customer wants that, then your content, 80% of your content should use the word that you have used again and again, which is comfortability and or comfort. And so the content that you're putting out, even in a reel, would be if you have the opportunity to work with a second shooter, maybe you ask, do you work with a second shooter? Yep. 
Okay, so then you could ask that second shooter at three times in the day to whip out their phone and record at least 15 seconds of you working with a bride. And then what you will do, because you're like, I don't want to make it about me. But fortunately and unfortunately, it is about you. It's about somebody's comfort level with you on their most sacred day, on one of their most sacred days. And so this person will bring out a couple clips. And at a later point in time, you could say, I embrace my quirky personality to get the photos that I want. And what you're doing is you can have a song that really would attract your dream customer. And so if you're in Maine and you're quirky and you like to attract people who are avant-garde, like to do their own thing, you're probably not going to be choosing a top 40 song. You might be like indexing to like the Pixies or like the Avit Brothers, right? Something that someone doesn't hear and be like, oh, this person gets me. And so just by your song choice alone, you're putting a hurdle. Now, somebody could hear that exact song and be like, this is weird folk music, not my cup of tea. Perfect. We're here to attract a certain client. And the best part is that you don't have to do a voice overlay. You can literally have music and use text. And then your second shooter is giving you the video footage. And on the text, you're going to be like, I am okay showcasing my quirky personality. And it could be you with like, you know, two cameras and a satchel. And you're like waving your arms during family photos. And then right after you can show the photo that resulted. And then you could say, you can show, because at the end of the day, I'm listen, I'm a photographer, I did it for years, and the photos that we are able to capture omit the uncomfortable and the awkwardness of it all. However, your second shooter is capturing the awkwardness, and it's so powerful for you to showcase your clients kind of like when the girl's walking through a field and her dress is hiked up and her groom is behind her carrying that last thing and she's kind of twisting around and then you're out there fluffing the dress and then you're making them walk towards you and you could tell on video when someone's looking at their partner was like, this is so weird. And then you show the photo that results. So we are showcasing Alicia, the awkward the quirky, and the art. And I think it's just like lean real, real, real hard in one, what attracted you to your photographer, but then furthermore, lean real hard on establishing what comfortability means for you. Because what I feel comfortable with is not what you feel comfortable with. So you owning the word comfortability and then defining what it means for you in your copy. In Social Curator, we follow the Hick formula, like the hook, insights and call to action. Your insight section, two to three points that really uh, push the, the caption or the post forward, one of them should really be talking about awkwardness, uncomfortability, quirkiness, or just embracing who you are, or highlighting that you know how to take the awkward and make it awesome. And it's just going to be a narrative. And as I was a photographer, the thing I put out again and again and again was fun, editorial. And I use this word fabulous. And I have to tell you, I don't think I'm fabulous. The word grates against me. I don't think I'm fabulous, but I use that word again and again. And every time I was at a wedding, a bride would introduce me to a family member. It's like, Jasmine's work's just fabulous. And so I started realizing that we become mirrors. Now we don't have to embrace whether or not we're fabulous, quirky, but that's what we're putting out. That's how people see us, define us, introduce us. And that's what we become. And that's what we become sought after. So you know your dream client. You're going to use new music. You're going to use text. You're going to do behind the scene. And then you're going to use your end results to really showcase what it is you do. And I promise you, those are going to be the key factors. Now, now I talked about a reel or a video. Now, uh, you can do that on a reel. You can do that on an IGTV. And you can also do it in a before and after of a carousel on Instagram. Or you can upload three photos to like your Facebook page. And to two behind the scenes, make sure that your second 
shooter is shooting them on an iPhone because the juxtaposition of like a janky iPhone photo and then your beautiful DSL photo makes you just look so much more gangster. Like, you know, I mean, you could have some nice DSLR behind the scenes, fine. But the juxtaposition between the two people will say, she made that magic in that place. She made them look funky and artistic in that backyard church. Like, yes, yes. Yes, and I'm telling you from personal experience and then what I see others do, that's really going to be driving home the point. I love that. Thank you. I've been so stressed about this because like, I I just don't want to just showcase just work either. Like, I I really want, I'm weird and quirky and I really do want to show my personality more, but I've just been overwhelmed. Like, I'm going to do it. So I appreciate that. So, you know, I'm just going to spit the truth and I've said it before in the podcast, but overwhelm is the abundance of everything we've asked for. There was a point in time in your business where you wanted these types of clients, where you wanted these weddings and you wanted the content that you were producing. But I have to tell you that photographers, now I'm speaking to my own folks, so I ain't talking trash. Photographers are people standing with empty plates in front of a buffet and they complain how hungry they are and yet they won't put anything on the plate photographers have so much content photographers have content oozing out of every open orifice on their body and they are chiefly by and large the people who complain that it's so hard on social when you guys are at the buffet and i'm like put anything on the plate put grapes put passion fruit put chicken wings put pizza put anything on the plate because it's when it's on your plate alicia that you're going to start realizing what it is that you actually want there but action is the antidote to overwhelm. The only way you're going to stop being overwhelmed is girls, if you got to do something, do something, do anything and understand that the first reel that you put out, the first Instagram live that you put out, it's going to be terrible. And the more you do it, the easier it becomes and the better it gets. So even if you decide, it's like, I don't know what I would talk about on Instagram live. If you're quirky, go on Instagram live and talk about your quirkiness. And then what you could do is have a few of your photos and on Instagram live, you can click on the photo icon and showcase the photo and be like, this was what happened. But yes, they're called slides. So make sure that what you will do, uh, Alicia. Okay. So what I want you to do is the challenge. This is going to be a challenge for you. And when you do it, not if, and when you do it, I want you to send me a DM and I want to see how it transpired. So imagine this, you come on Instagram live and you could just talk about how awkward and quirky you are or whatever words that you decide are going to appeal to your ideal client. And you're going to talk about a couple behind the scenes stories that nobody really talks about in wedding photography. And you're going to talk about this one time that perhaps it was raining and none of the bridesmaids wanted to go out and it was so hard for the bride. And you had to make a little bit of magic, but you also wanted to embody your uh, personality. And you can say, and this is the photo that transpired. You're like, we were in a basement. We didn't know what we were doing. So I brought out these lights and I had them stand under here. And then all of a sudden you can click on the little photo icon. It's going to bring it up on a 16 by nine. And then your face is going to go in the upper right hand corner and you can narrate the photo and what you did to make it happen. And then you can, then you uh, press it again and the photo disappears and then the whole screen is comprised of you. And you can say, and you know, there was one time during a father-daughter dance that this one thing happened and then you show the father-daughter dance photo, you narrow it happened. What you're basically doing is creating a live commercial that will attract people who appreciate what it is you do and you explain the behind the scenes of it. And that's just like one piece of something that you can do. Genius. I didn't know you could do that. Yes, I created an IGTV and it's entitled How to Add Slides to Your Instagram Live. It's about three minutes. You can take a look at it. You'll feel really confident for how you're going to show up. And I encourage you to continue to create all pieces of content that will ultimately attract your dream customer and step into your superpower, which is owning you and making people comfortable.
Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate you. How can people find you on Instagram? At Meraki Portrait. Perfect. M-E-R-A-K-I Portrait. Thank you so much. I wish you all the best, babe. Thank you. Thank you, honey. (laughs) I appreciate you, Alicia. Thank you. Awesome. I'm Tammy Hackbarth, and I am a life and work coach and the host of the 100% Guilt-Free Self-Care Podcast. And I help women get their time and energy back so they can create the world they want to live in. Oh, yes, queen. I'm happy you're here. Yes, let's have a conversation. Okay, so I uh, do one-on-one coaching, but a big part of my coaching is creating communities of women who have been putting their self-care on the back burner. So I call my program Deferred Maintenance. And here's the thing. My clients range from people in their late 20s to their 50s with kids, without entrepreneurs to lawyers to stay-at-home moms. How do I speak to all of them? Because what I'm looking for are women who want more than they have and they need guidance and accountability to get there. I have a feeling that what I'm going to say might rub you the wrong way, but I just need Tammy to trust the process. Because the good thing is that you are attracting a wide spectrum of clients and you know that you could serve all of them extraordinarily well. And that's beautiful. But what is really going to hone your strategy and give you confidence and streamline your production of the content you're creating to ultimately attract all of these amazing clients is to focus on one. And that's hard. It's really, really hard. But I have to, I have to tell you. I have seen this in multiple iterations of my career and everybody who decides to take the blue pill and just trust the process that when you speak to one, you attract many, I would bet the farm on this. And it makes you empowered to do what you do. It makes you confident in who you're speaking to. Now, I know, Tammy, without a shadow of a doubt, I've seen you in the community. I see you support and you are interacting with me online. You're a friendly face. I know that you could serve a woman who's 21 and a woman who's 61. At 100%. However, you know who is going to be optimal for your coaching, your program, and accountability. You're nodding your head. And I have to ask, what age do you think that person is? Now, I know, we know, 100% at 21, 100% at 61. But there is somebody who would be optimized to do the application of what you are coaching. How old is she? She's 45. Good. Now what we did is we put a bullseye and now what we're going to do is, does she have children? Yes. How many? Two. How old are they? They are in elementary school. Good. So she had children a little bit later. She had children in her mid thirties. Very mm-hmm. good. Now That's there are women. she went to graduate school. Because she went to graduate school. What does she do professionally? She's a lawyer. She's a lawyer. So in five questions, we just cut out so much of the coulds when it comes to content creation. Because we know that when you speak to the woman who's a professional, 45, balancing breakfast, carpool, the perspective of feeling guilty about not being in the PTA in the capacity that she wants, after school programs, debating whether she needs a nanny or some sort of support, and you're speaking to that level of self-care, you know you're going to attract others, but you're going to be attracting somebody who will maximize you standing in your purpose. I have to tell you, you're going to attract the 35-year-old with children in elementary school. You are. 
And you're going to be attracting people who are 55, who maybe have kids who are out, they're like empty nesters, but they still are professionals and still struggling with guilt of either not being around grandchildren or maybe not talking to their kids or visiting their kids or vacationing with their older kids as much as they would like to. I am telling you, the minute you hone down, and then Tammy, on the inside of Social Curator, we have our dream customer, we have our ideal client profile. It is in the Social Curator system. If you email us, our, our customer success team, you just say, I was Jasmine's podcast, I wanna go through the ideal client program, the lesson, it's the best 10 minutes that you can give to yourself, the best 10 minutes that you can give to your business, but here's the best part, it's the best 10 minutes that you can give to your business. You are still going to attract the 20s to the 50s, but everything you speak to, the copy on your website, the copy on your social posts, when you go live, that is going to be speaking to the 45 lawyer with two kids battling putting others in front of herself when she knows that she has to first take care of herself before she can take care of others. Changes the entire game. And I promise you're going to start attracting people who are honed into those pressure points and are more likely to be accountable and finish the programs that you set before them. Okay. So the, the real question is, are they on Instagram? Or are they on LinkedIn or are they, do you know what I mean? Like, so where, like, where are 45 year old lawyers hanging out? You, you tell me your dream customer. Now it's good. Now here's the thing, Tammy, also in social curator, I think it's issue 22. We talked about repurposing content. And in this strategy, we talk about picking a primary platform in a secondary platform. And I think Tammy, you're spot on. It is Instagram or LinkedIn. Number one, you could choose. You could choose that this lawyer is savvy enough to be on Instagram and she has young kids, so there is a likelihood. Or you could say that the person who's actually in the mindset of self-care could be somebody who is on LinkedIn scrolling during one of her breaks or during the downtime. I don't think you could choose wrong. I just want you to choose and test and see what happens. Because in our in our repurposing strategy, we pick our primary platform and we focus on that. And we contextualize the post for that platform. And then a week and four hours later, you're posting it on the secondary platform and seeing how they perform. Over six months, if you if contingent, if you stay consistent, you will be able to look at the uh, virtually 80% of the post is the same, except on Instagram, you're talking about more of like the mommy pressures. And on LinkedIn, you're talking about uh, work-life balance. You're going to see the engagement come back and the platform is going to pick you. And so all I want you to do is choose one, execute consistently for six months. Your analytics will tell you, huh, maybe I should inverse or maybe I'm right on the right track. Okay. Thank you. Tammy, you're amazing. And here's the thing. The beauty about these coaching sessions for people who, um, who listen via the podcast is we're recording these via video. And so I'm going to describe the posture of somebody who feels challenged <laughs> with the advice. So Tammy's leaning towards the camera with her uh, fingers just underneath her chin. And it's like she heard something that she knows is true and she's immediately calculating, how then do I make this happen? And friends, if you're listening to this podcast, Tammy represents so many of us. We know that we need to hone in. We know that we need to choose. We know that we do need to pick a primary platform. We know we need to speak to it. And yet, that temptation to speak to them all. Tammy, this is a challenge that I have no doubt you are gonna step into powerfully. And I promise you, friend, I promise you, you're going to see the fruits of your labor. Six to 12 months. But it's if you remain consistent. Tammy, how can people find you and your awesomeness um, on Instagram or on LinkedIn? 
Actually, let which one? Actually, you tell me. You tell me the platform you want people, your dream customer, to find you on. We're making a declaration now. We're getting uncomfortable. Okay, I'm gonna go with Instagram because I have had a lot of good conversations and a lot. I feel like I date people on the internet. Do you guys feel like that? Like, hey, <laughs> all the time. All the time. Are we getting across the bar? Yes. Yes. Right? So we meet in person and then we just talk forever on DMs and Instagram. So I am Tammy Hackbarth. Very clever on Instagram. I love it, girl. Own your name. Own your name. Own your coaching. Tammy, thank you. You are brilliant. I look forward to connecting with you on the gram and I look forward to the content you start producing. Even more thank so. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, all. I'm Vianney, and I have an online boutique that offers classic, timeless styles for the quirky and whimsical fashionistas. Beautiful. So my question is, I know who she is, but when it comes to social media, I don't know how to talk to her or how to reach her. And I'm a little bit introvert, so it takes a while for me to kind of like open up. But when you start talking to me, I can like, pretty much kill your ear off but it takes a while for me to kind of like get out of that little bubble so being in social media being an online business is hard because that is how you present yourself so having like that wall that I don't know how to like break I know that is pretty much holding me back of what I can offer because nobody knows or doesn't know how to reach me because I'm not putting I guess myself out there oh So I feel like I can identify with this so clearly. So I want you to know that I am not um, offering like a diagnosis from a different perspective. I'm saying I, I have been there and I am there so often. As an introvert, like on a you know, scale of like one to 10 introvert, I'm probably an 11. And a lot of people don't realize that because the way I present myself online is to be a little extra, a little fun highly engaging. And I have chosen to believe that social media empowers me to be that person to not hundreds of thousands, but to one person. At the time of this recording, I went inside of our social curator community and I created a 30 minute reel in real time. I brought people behind the scenes of how to create a reel. Now, there's two things going on in the back of my mind. Number one, I'm very uncomfortable. I was sweating. I was nervous. My voice was shaking as I was teaching this because I'm communicating to a community who's already invested in social curator. So there's not much to lose here, right? I mean, I'm like, I want to deliver. I want to deliver. And then I'm also thinking of the reel that I'm creating. I'm actually going to be sharing it on social. So I'm behind the scenes creating this content that I want to deliver to my dream customer on the inside of Social Curator and then creating a reel that I'm going to be putting on the outside. And in both of those situations, I think of Elle, my dream customer. And when I was nervous, I said, I'm nervous. And when I messed up, I said, I messed up. Because in the community, I needed to speak and show Elle that messing up is part of the process. I needed to speak to Elle that creating a reel that looks easy on the outside takes work and it takes a lot of uncomfortability. So I'm speaking to Elle inside of the community as an introvert, highly, highly uncomfortable. Now on the reel, I think of Elle before she joins the community and she's on the outside looking and trying to find her way. 
And I could think of all the people who will watch the reel who have an opinion or say something or do something, or I could choose to think that Elle, because she's become real to me. So Vianna, you said, if you get to know me, I could talk your ear off. Well, girl, get to know your dream customer. When you make her real, the way that Elle is real to me, in fact, Christy, our podcast producer, who's currently sitting on this call, we're debating a topic between somebody we're going to interview. And we were like going back and forth. And I said, you know what? I like this topic more, but we should choose this one because Elle finds this more important. And so Vianney, Elle is real to me. And my clear seeing to you, doll, is I know you're uncomfortable and I know you're an introvert, (laughs) but I know you could talk. And the reason you're not talking is because your dream customer isn't real. When you say, I don't know how to talk to to my whimsical clients who really like this type of fashion, you haven't made her yet. The minute you make her real is the minute you get out of your way and you make a way for her. So again, I'm going to encourage you to give her her name, to give her an age. Where does she live? Is she a whimsical dresser in Bloomington, Illinois? Or is she a whimsical dresser in Miami, Florida? Friend, the way that you speak to those two people will resonate, but clearly pierce the person you're supposed to be speaking to. And so the minute you do the work to make this person real is the minute you give yourself the keys to standing in your purpose and creating content, not worried about whatever else I'm going to say, but to the person you want to talk their ear off to. How is this settling right now? And do you have enough to actually go and do the work or do you have follow-up questions? He hits because I, I don't think I made like an ideal client. Like I thought that I did, but I don't think she was who I wanted. So of course mm. I haven't kind of be aligned. But now that you told me, it's like, yes, I do have to make somebody that like, I guess a mirror of myself mm. that I can totally talk my ear off and that they will totally will know what we're talking about because I'll be, comfortable. So I do need to make her. (laughs) Good. Great. So Vianney, you know, in social curator, we're not about saying we're about doing. So by what date, by what date are you going to complete the ideal client profile on the inside of social curator? And I don't need it done tomorrow. I don't, 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 don't be optimistic. Like, don't be optimistic. Like, Oh, Jasmine's here. I'm like, I'm going to get it done tomorrow. No, no, no. You tell me, you tell me, you set the date. By what date do you think you're going to complete the profile? Because that's going to be the key that's going to empower you to speak out on social. So the date? On Monday. On what is the next Monday? The third? Beautiful. August the third. Beautiful. 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 By August 3rd, we are going to see the person Viani is speaking to. And we're going to be so excited for you to create reels, go live, create photos, create videos, create stories that speak to that person. And by Tuesday, we're going to know her name. And whenever I see you in the group, whenever I see you on social, I'll be like, hey, how's, how is she doing? And you're going to say, I'm getting there because it's going to be a process. But we're here to support you and really push you forward. And this is going to be the thing that's going to empower you to do the thing that you want to do. Thank you. <laughs> how can people, <laughs> I appreciate you so, so, so much. How can people find you on Instagram? Um, the Beaver Boutique. I love that. Thank you. I appreciate you, doll. (laughs)
I'm Amanda. I'm a dog mom with a passion for helping um, animals in shelters, working with other small businesses, and creating special moments for the dog and the dog mom with our seasonal subscription box. I love that. As a dog mom (laughs) myself, I am here for this conversation. Thank you. So my question is, is I'm struggling with knowing what my ideal client's buying strategy is. So what makes them go from a warm lead to an on-fire lead that results in them to purchasing either the box or the products that we have on our site. I love it. So because you're very active in the community, I do know a little bit behind the scenes. So I got a little, I I can ask a couple of questions that I, that I feel like I'm going to tap into. And I know that you have a pretty significant and active Facebook group, correct? Yes. Awesome. And you guys are very active on um, Instagram as well, correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah, Instagram and Facebook would probably be where my two, I guess, um, main uh, social media platforms where we're most active on with our with our clients. Beautiful. So let's instead of saying like you know potentially anybody with a dog is a lead. No, 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 no. We're going to start honing it in to somebody. What we'll do is we'll first focus on people who've already expressed interest in either you, your brand, or what your brand stands for. So great. We've cut out everything else. We're just going to focus on people who are already expressed interest. They've raised their hand to join the group. They've raised their hand to follow you on Instagram. So now the, the, the thing is we can kind of sort of classify them as if not a warm lead, we could say lukewarm at minimum because they're familiar with you. And this is going to be a strategy that, you know, it rubs some people the wrong way because it takes work. But since they're already familiar with you, I would reach out to a few people in the group, maybe five seven people and set them up on like a Google chat or a zoom. And you're going to ask them questions. Any question that you think will reveal number one, what their pressure points are. And number two, why they haven't bought a subscription box. Now you're not going to come out and be like, why haven't you bought the box? You would say, what makes it like, what brings you joy? What kind of toys do you like giving your dogs? What frequency? Like, are you the kind of person who would hire a dog walker? Do you get fresh food or do you get kibble? Like you're just asking questions to really understand if the vast majority of your clients or the people in your group are spending a little extra for organic treats, then that's key insight of what kind of organic treats should be going into the description box. Basically, the feedback that you're getting from them in conversation would make it more likely for them to get the subscription box because it would feel like, oh, it was tailor-made for me. That's just you getting preliminary insights because once you know what should go in the box, you're going to have an easier time taking that lukewarm or warm lead into a raging hot lead. And then secondly, this is just time and this is like grassroots, but it's also free, is that whenever you see people posting within the community, you're going to want to be able to point to a previous subscription box that suited that particular need. So if there's an elderly dog, if somebody's like, I have an elderly dog and I notice that like the, the rope toys uh, make his tooth loose and be like, oh, you know, in our quarter one box, we had this amazing toy that we really loved and the feedback was great for elderly dogs. Now, obviously that box is already passed. So if they can't buy that box, it would make them be more aware that you're conscious of the toys that you're putting in the subscription box. And you could say in quarter two, we have a similar, we have a similar toy being added to the box or whatever the case may be. You're actually embedding certain link backs to things that would make somebody trust that in a subscription box where they don't quite know what's coming, they're going to be very happy with what is in that box. Now, 
personal example, because you're very active in the group, uh, as we head into, as we head into a launch for Social Curator, we've laid out our marketing strategy. And what I am telling you to do is something that I have done. I've interviewed people. What are your pressure points when it comes to social media? What are things that I can be talking about? Once we laid out our entire promotional strategy for the month, I now know four weeks prior to the launch exactly what I'm posting on social. And then what I decided to do was share that entire strategy in the group. I said, hey guys, look at the posts. Week one, week two, week three, week four. Now, what we also did was said, we have all of the resources for how I put this plan together in issue 19. It was a throwback to an issue that a current customer could invest in. I'm creating content that highlights something I've already done and gives somebody the capacity to buy something. Now, I know subscription box is a little bit different, but it's an example of creating fresh content, pointing back to number one, a purchase opportunity, or number two, building trust that somebody's willing to invest in a subscription box, thinking that that box is going to be for them. How is it settling right now? It makes complete sense and I love it. And it actually does help too, because we do have, we have made connections with these businesses where they're going to sell their products on our site. So even if they miss the box, they could always go back and get a one of oh, the Oh, yes. So that actually out wonderfully. Yes. Now, okay, great. So let's just say, let's go back and use that example of like the geriatric dog with loose teeth. And you say, oh, you can buy this toy on the site. That lukewarm, warm lead came into a raging hot lead because anybody who's already bought from your business, I think the statistic is like seven or eight times more likely to buy again from your business. So a subscription box could be hypothetically $39 a month, $59, whatever it is, but that toy, $4.95, $6.95, that then became a super hot lead that once you get their customer information, right? Because they're gonna have to put in their credit card, their shipping address, and likely their email address. Once you have that email address, you can now send consistent emails to stay top of mind and in the future, be able to target them on social media if they've left their account available for people to know the information of their searchability patterns. Again, this person, your customer on Facebook is going to have to let Facebook and Instagram follow them. Some people say it's fine because they want to see ads that pertain to them and some of them are not. But once you have their email address, you have a lot more information to target them a little bit more specifically. Right. Well, thank you. That was awesome. I appreciate that. Appreciate it. One I thing you. I appreciate you a ton, but I'm like, I'm I, hold on, hold on, girl, hold on, hold on. Okay, so I know our podcast producer's like, girl, you're hitting the time limit. No, 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 let's close this out real quick. So I actually want to practice. I want to preach what I practice. So on the inside of our group, I am consistently posting polls. One of the polls I posted last week was, uh, what type of learner are you? Do you like to number one print out action plans or workbooks? Number two, fill them out digitally. Or number three, you don't use a workbook at all. Now, what we're doing is we're clearly getting insights and data on what we should be creating within our community to serve it up the way that people want. If I were you, you can create polls within the group. What are you most likely going to use from a subscription box? They don't have to be a subscription box user, but now you get to like chew toys, organic treats, um, you know, activities you can do with your dog, whatever it case may be. Now your audience is giving you free data to insulate your box and make it that much more attractive. So let's just say you have eight options. And for these types of polls specifically, I would leave the option for somebody to add their own idea because oftentimes the best ideas come from the community. And let's just say somebody adds something that you never thought somebody would want. And all of a sudden you see this high like uh, preference for that. Now what you can do is create your next subscription box 
according to the top three things that people have listed in that poll. You are serving up that. what people are asking for. Amanda, how can Absolutely. we, you know, I'm obsessed. You know, I'm obsessed with you. Like, you and I were sending DMs like just yesterday. So <laughs> like <laughs> you are the freaking best. How can people find you and your awesomeness and your business out on Instagram and you find your Facebook group? So our Facebook group is Pawfic Networking. And then our Instagram group is Protecting Paws, um, which is P-A-W-T-E-C-T-I-N-G and then Paws. That's amazing. Now, you're, yeah, you can tell she's from Jersey. It's pause. <laughs> so for people who are from Jersey, <laughs> uh, so be sure to notice that it's P-A-W. That was a real cute play on words. Amanda, I appreciate you. Thank you for being an integral Thank part of the you. community. Thanks, doll. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> oh, actually, I should note this, this may or may not get edited into it, but our podcast producer, producer just left a comment. She says, for the record, my dog freaking loved his protecting pause box. Shameless plug. So you have a customer who's listening and a testimonial. There you go. I appreciate you. Thank Thanks, you dog. Hello. My name is Rebecca Robbins. I am a speech language pathologist that specializes in working with individuals on the autism spectrum. And I provide direct services um, as well as online parent training programs and parent consultation services. So um, my direct services is going pretty well, but my online parent training um, courses and and consultation services are taking a little longer to you know hit the ground running, and I'm having a little a bit bit of a difficult time with getting engagement. From my um, from my audience, and I think part of it is because I have a apprehension about speaking to the pain point of my ideal client because I don't want it to come off as criticizing their parenting when parenting a child with autism is already so difficult. And so I um, I think maybe I like might skirt around the pain points a little bit in my copy or focus more on like the instructional part of what to do with your child and maybe it's not resonating with them as much. So any feedback you could provide on that would be great. <laughs> a couple things come to the top of my mind and there's so much truth in what you said because you know it. You said I might be skirting around speaking to pain points because of and I believe it takes just as much energy for you, Rebecca, to think that somebody will be offended and just as much energy for somebody to say they feel relieved, empowered, or seen. It's equal amounts of energy. And what you focus on becomes a derivative of what you create. And so instead of thinking somebody's going to receive it as criticism, because here's the truth, Rebecca, somebody is. Even with you skirting around the issue, they think you're offensive. So if you know that somebody on the internet is going to be offended by what you write, regardless of what you write, because it's the internet, why are you selling your business short? So we know somebody will find what you write will be offensive. Why not be 100% of yourself? And I listen to This American Life. It's a podcast. And I listen to multiple podcasts and sometimes they have taglines or hooks or something that they say again and again. And I'm going to encourage you to create a tagline that you can add to the end of every single post. Why not? It could be like asterisk, asterisk. What I say could rub people the wrong way. 
or what is written has no judgment on how you parent. Or it could be what I talk about can be divisive, but I'm here to serve a purpose. What you can say is this is my truth, regardless if people agree with it or not, but based on my vast amount of experience, you girl create something that gives you the freedom to say what you need to say and then also empathize and sympathize that somebody on the internet will likely have an opinion about what you have to say. But as a parent myself, I would want somebody to speak to exactly what I'm going through without skirting around it. And I think that the person who is actually going to invest in a course, invest in group coaching, invest in anything digital, because what happens is what you are actually selling, uh, people are going to pay a premium to work with you specifically. They want their children to be around you. They want to be around you. They want to see you. They want to see how you function. It's going to be, be due to the nature of what it is you're selling. And due to the nature of your consumer, yes, is a parent, but the parent is so closely tied to their child that they feel like it's all what everything's tied up. So they want relief from that pain pressure point, And they're not sure if they're actually going to be getting that from you online in the same capacity. So the more you skirt around the issue, the less likely to be like, Emma, is this course just going to be more information that really doesn't drill down to why my child is screaming or why my child won't look me in the eye or why my child, like why my ex. And the more that you speak to what exactly they're going through without a place of judgment, why? Because you have that little, your banner, your protection, your mantra, your mission at the end of every post is going to remind somebody that what they read hurt and it might have stung, but they also know it's the truth. And the more that you speak to those specific pressure points of your dream customer, because, you know, does your dream customer, I'm, I'm going to ask right now, how old is your dream customer? Yeah, I think I'm not very specific in my dream customer either, but I, I don't have a specific age. So I guess I'll just make it up right now. Probably like 33. And does your dream customer have uh, one child, two children? How many children does this dream customer have? Two. Great. Just that alone created such diversity in the content that you're creating. Because you could speak about relationships between children with autism and their siblings. You could talk about the pressure point between a parent of a child with autism feeling the guilt of not spending as much time or attention with the other child. And ooh, that hurts. Mm-hmm. That stings, but you have your bottom mission at the end that says, this is not fun to talk about the child who is constantly sacrificing their time and attention for another sibling. How do you repair that relationship? And then how do you let that child know that they are seen and that they're known and that their sibling needs a little bit extra attention without feeling they're less than? Oof, that sucks to talk about. And it's beautiful to talk about. If not you, then who? Because I have to tell you, Rebecca, I... I'm very thankful that at this point in time, my daughter does not have autism. I know friends who, I have friends who have children with autism and what somebody wants is somebody to speak the truth to them. And what I've seen is there are other people who are. Rebecca, you're not the only therapist who works with children who have autism that will speak clearly and distinctly. So if we know there is somebody who's speaking directly to these pressure points and you aren't, That's a customer lost. So I'm going to have you step into owning the fact that whatever you put out on the internet is bound to rub somebody the wrong way. So if we know that to be true, speak 100% of your truth 
And if you need a shield or a banner or a wall around you, add that extra something at the end of every post. And if we know that there are other therapists who are speaking to pressure points unabashedly, then if not you, it will be them. And then at the end of the day, if you frame yourself and you think it takes just as much energy for you to think that you are offending a person or helping a person and you choose, I am helping, you choose that level of energy, I believe that the content you produce will ultimately attract who it is that you want to attract. But here's the thing, Rebecca, I believe that part of this pressure point exists because you haven't identified who you're speaking to. And I'm telling you, the the minute that that person becomes real, you say, I am serving Stephanie because she's in Philadelphia right now and it's snowing and her kids have snow days and there's two kids in the house and her daughter had a meltdown at the table and there's homework to be done and the dog got loose and I'm tired and I'm beat down and I don't know if I can go forward. Honestly, if you ain't speaking for her, you're focusing on yourself. When you think of her and her pain points and you know you can help, it gives you the permission to speak your truth. Okay. So I'm going to encourage you to do the work. I, after this, like, I'm actually, let me just, let me across the board. I'm going to have Christy, our podcast producer, send you all the ideal client profile. We're going to work you, we're going to send this and have you do the work because when you come on this podcast, I'm telling you, you've been given a gift. You've been given the gift of attention and accountability of people here. And so will you squander the gift? And I don't think you will do the work to get the results. And we are going to see it come to fruition in six to 12 months if, if we stay consistent. I appreciate you. How can people, there are people who are listening and struggling, children with autism, and you really want to connect with this brilliant, amazing, kind soul who is objectively trying to help people help their children. How can they find you, Rebecca? I'm on Instagram and Facebook at MindShaperSLP. MindShaperSLP. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. I appreciate you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. I appreciate being here very much. There you have it, friend. In this coaching session, I hope it cleared up any questions you have about creating content for your ideal client. And if you're ready to hit the ground running, writing posts that speak directly to them, Ooh, we, I am going to invite you into how to create a month of social media posts in one day. Yes, it is one of my favorite live classes that I teach, how to plan, create, and execute a month of social media posts in one day. And I would love to teach you how to work smarter, not harder when it comes to creating content for your ideal client. If you're ready to market your business on social media and not spend hours per week or per day, writing captions and choosing the perfect photos, then join me for this live class for free at jasminestar.com forward slash 30 days. I can't wait to see you there.